0: And welcome back to the meditation series of the Anything But Square podcast. My name is Gen i I'm the resident teacher at Kadampa Meditation Centre Australia in Victoria's beautiful Dandenong Ranges. Um, I have the great good fortune, as I've mentioned before, to be hosting this podcast for a, a, a short series called Fresh Beginnings. We've looked at a few things over the last few episodes. We have looked at the nature of mind, how to find more direction in life, how to solve some self-esteem issues. And we've also touched upon a very important practice, important for everyone, Buddhist or non-Buddhist. And that is how to deal with adversity when it comes your way. So let's just have a little recap on uh, adversity and the nature of suffering, nature of uh, life's difficulties, because based on that understanding, I'd like to share another tip with you this week, another tool for your emotional toolbox on how to remain happy, or less indeed, how to increase your happiness in the face of adversity. So Buddha taught that a difficulty or a problem is defined as a mere imputation by conceptual thought that labels it adverse. I think that's a very interesting definition. One more time, the definition of adversity or problem, mere imputation by conceptual thought that labels it adverse. So in essence, what Buddha's telling us is that the difficulty that we experience is a difficulty because we call it a difficulty. Now I can already hear you disagreeing with me. I can hear you saying, well, what about this boss I have? And what about this medical issue I've got? And what about this financial problem? So of course, maybe that doesn't sound entirely compelling to start with. But let me just refresh you on some of the things we've looked at previously. When things go wrong in life, there's always two things happening. There's the Actual problem that we're facing. And then inwardly, there's the painful feeling that we're experiencing with respect to what's going wrong. Now, that painful feeling is shaping the way we think about that situation. So we are effectively saying this is bad, principally because we have a bad feeling with respect to whatever it is that we're calling bad. I think you would agree that when you are feeling good about something, when you're feeling happy about something, you naturally conclude that it's good. Very difficult to have a a bad feeling with respect to something, but consider it to be a good thing. Now, on top of that, some people feel good about things that other people feel bad about. And so what that's telling us is that to a very large extent, the difficulties that we experience day to day are being determined by the way we feel. Now, another thing we looked at previously was the nature of mind, how these feelings arise in what is essentially clear, formless space. The mind being an empty like space that functions to appear or perceive objects. If the clarity, the empty like space of our mind is predominantly calm and not overly conceptual, not too many waves of conceptual thought, it's quite easy for pleasant mental feelings to arise. Previously, we looked at how to dissolve those bad feelings in order to develop a more peaceful mind with respect to what we're facing. Now, often, When we feel bad about something, when we experience a problem, we dwell and exaggerate on both the problem and the fact that we don't feel good. In fact, um, let me read to you from How to Transform Your Life. This is page 145 from the book How to Transform Your Life. And again, if you don't already have a copy of this book, you can download it for free from howtotyl.com. If we examine all the times we have been miserable, we will discover that they are characterized by an excessive concern for our own welfare. So what is telling us is that there's a relationship between the intensity of our pain and the intensity of our self-focused mind. So when, the Tibetan masters shared the ancient, what's called lojong techniques. Lojong is just a Tibetan word for training the mind. One of the things that they relied on was the development of compassion. Maybe you think, look, I've got too many problems without thinking about other people's problems. But let's just look at the mechanics of this practice. If we take a difficulty that we are experiencing, whatever it may be, and use that experience to remember the difficulties of millions of other people who perhaps have the same problem as you, but maybe experience it a lot worse. Something quite special happens. The mind, in dependence upon having this new perspective, becomes very open. So, Instead of the mind dwelling and exaggerating on ourself and our difficulty, which is actually, if in effect, it's the mind closing down, the mind becomes more open, vast, and naturally, due to this change in perspective, I am only one person. A few unpleasant feelings in the mind of just one person is not a catastrophe. There are millions, if not billions, of people with this problem, but experiencing it to a greater degree, ah, suddenly this relationship is broken. The relationship between the intensity of the suffering and the intensity of our self-focused attitude. In this space of considering how others are experiencing the same problem, the painful feelings naturally, because of the perspective change, naturally dissolve so we don't even have to actively try to dissolve those feelings away. The change in context, mental context, is enough to cause those painful feelings to subside. So this changes our view and understanding of compassion. Instead of compassion being something that we develop on top of our problems and arguably adding a burden to ourselves, thinking As I said earlier, not only do I have these problems, but it seems like the monk is now telling me to think about other people's problems. No, that's not quite correct. We're now using our problem as a mechanism to understanding the problems of others and thus opening up our mind, making the clarity or the clear space of our mind much vaster. And with this new open mind, we will naturally feel our own painful feelings subsiding. Therefore, compassion does not load us up with extra problems. Compassion is one of the methods to free ourselves from problems. In fact, the more we can empathize with the suffering of others, the more internal freedom we experience. And so Buddhist practitioners make compassion one of their principal trainings. It is a path that leads to higher and higher levels of liberation and happiness. So it's micro meditation time again, and I've only just touched on this topic, but it's one of the most profound methods for transforming adversity into happiness. It's a very simple meditation, of course I'll guide it as always, but we just reflect on any difficulty that we're having, and we immediately use it to bring to mind the suffering and difficulties that millions of others are having. And because we're having that difficulty, we, we know what they're going through, and we use that. We use that. We can think. We can imagine all of these living beings, and we can think, I know what you're going through. And we end up with this thought may you be free may you be free from the pain you're in it's sometimes nice to imagine that this wish may you be free has real power and within our imagination it's nice to see people smiling peacefully and you look at the effect that has on your experience of your problem it will become much more manageable much smaller and you yourself will feel like, will feel at peace feel happy. Let's give it a go then. Please find the comfortable posture. Nice straight back. Hands in your lap, lower your eyelids. Drop your shoulders. Bring to mind a difficulty that you might be experiencing And turn your mind to the millions of people who also have this problem, but more severe. In, the, in your imagination, try to see the millions of living beings who are also in pain, who are also experiencing this. and think to yourself i know what you're going through i feel this pain may you be free and imagine that your wish has power and they're all they're all smiling peacefully Their minds calm. Enjoy this experience. This is compassion. Okay, that brings our meditation to a, to a close I know it's again, it's very short So please take your time to do that meditation again Every day, maybe 10 minutes potentially or will transform your life But principally note, as your mind starts to focus On how others experience that problem You dissolve the real essence of your own problem which is the painful feeling okay do not miss our final uh, session of this special series and in the meantime take your time to have a look around fedsquare.com why not even come to fedsquare there's plenty to see plenty to do maybe even join us on a tuesday lunchtime at twelve thirty in the atrium for the free meditation sessions and if you want to find out more about what we're doing Please see our social media Meditate in Melbourne on Facebook and Instagram meditateinmelbourne.org is the website and don't forget to follow Fed Square on both Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you next time on anything but square.